Welcome back to the Writer's Nook Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, editor and writing coach. And I'm Leah Chason, a fantasy and romance writer. Today we're going to talk about one of the trickier parts of writing. While writers tend to focus on the start and the end of their stories, the middle is usually harder to figure out. I'm the kind of writer who will draft out of order, and I usually fall into the messy middle trap. I know where I'm starting and where I want to be, but guiding a herd of characters from start to finish can be difficult. Not too long ago, while pulling my space fantasy together, I hit a solid wall over the middle. And even though I'm more of a plotter, as we have established many times on this podcast, um, the middle is still difficult for me. It's hard to keep the story on track, to keep it moving at a good pace, while still building up you know, your world and your subplots and all that good stuff. I think that's why it's notoriously called the messy middle, because it's messy for basically everyone. Uh, but before we dive deeper into the how-to of conquering the messy middle, why don't we revisit story structure real quick? So in a basic three-act story structure, you have the beginning, the middle, and end. Sometimes you see these called acts, like Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. The middle of your story falls firmly in Act 2. But the middle of your story isn't just the middle point of your manuscript. It's not page 100 out of a 200-page book. Right. Act 2 takes up probably at least 50% of your story. Um, anything after that call to action or inciting incident all the way up to right before the climax is the, quote, middle of your book. That's also where the bulk of your story takes shape, and that's why it's both so important and so hard at the same time. The middle is where a lot of that momentum you had while drafting in the beginning can stagnate. Your other ideas start to look sparkly and intriguing while your enthusiasm for your current project tanks. This can lead to projects being shelved while you start another one. I am notorious for this. Eventually, you're going to have to conquer the messy middle so you can reach the end. Yeah, almost every time I get an email from a writer lately, it's either about um, writer's block or accountability. And that's because they're stuck somewhere in that middle part of the manuscript. And so they really want to work on their other ideas. The struggle is real and it is universal. It really is. I mean, Leah and I do this for a living and we're still like tempted by the just move past that story and on to the next to get back to the fun part. I think I just did that too. You know, there's just, that's just part of the struggle, man. <laughs> and as we've talked about before, you know, your process, just like our processes, shift from book to book and from draft to draft, which is probably why it's kind of hard to conquer the middle part. Like so much in writing, you know, there's no like step-by-step how-to instructions from a DIY project to build your ideal story. That's just not how it works. So barring any step-by-step instructions for building the middle of your story, let's examine some ways to actually work through this crucial part of your manuscript. Shall we look at this from the classic plotter and pantser perspective? It's probably a good place to start. Leah, as a pantser, how do you work on the middle of a story? When I struggled with the middle of my YA sci-fi book, I had to stop and ask myself what it was that my characters wanted. Too often we get caught up in the idea of the plot as if it's separate from the characters. They aren't along for a ride that you're designing. Your characters are the cause of your plot. 
So, once you figure out what the characters want, you can take them along the steps towards their goal. Obviously, there will be obstacles, but these are also caused by your character's actions in the beginning of the story. See how the character ties everything together? I really like the way you phrase that, though. We get caught up in the idea of the plot as if it's separate from our characters. Um, I think it's so easy to fall into that trap, especially when you have your plot outlined. Um, but then, you know, things shift and transform uh, away from that plan as you write. Yeah, there's always going to be some sort of evolution. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, but Leah, I already have my ending planned. Won't this divert my plot? It really shouldn't. If you have an ending in mind, then your character's goals should lead them to that conclusion. If it doesn't, then you should rethink your plot. Are you keeping your plot and character separate? How can you mesh the two together and make it a cohesive story again? When I wrote my sci-fi novel, I knew where the main character would end up. Their whole being was wrapped up in this mystery portal and what could be on the other side. So the end of the story took place on the other side of that portal. After I assembled my characters and unleashed them upon this world, I had to focus on their goals to drive them through the middle of the story. Each character approached their goals differently, leading them forward. That's really crucial to keep in mind as you write the fact that characters are working toward their goals and are going to approach them differently. I think we've said it before, but characters are just people on a page. They're driven by fears and desires, just like us real people are, and that forces them to make decisions. Those decisions and ensuing reactions from both the world and other characters also feed back into the plot and the arc of the story. Trying to force a character into a plot separate from their own goals and decisions is like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It just won't work that well and it's going to feel off not only when you read it back like to yourself but when your readers read it. Um, so if you know your ending, you might be able to work backwards to figure out what decisions the characters have to make about their goals in the face of various obstacles to get them back to that end point. So Hannah, as our very organized resident plotter, yeah. how do you work through the middle of your story having that outline? So I fall back on my editorial training a lot. I don't know. That's probably not a helpful answer. <laughs> so, okay. So because I do plot and I tend to follow my outline like 85% of the time, I find it's actually really easy to feel like I'm forcing my character into, into the plot. Um, no outline's perfect. Hate to break it to all you plotters out there. But it's really hard to see that until you're kind of in the middle of writing um, and in the middle of the story. I guess that might not be true for every plotter, but I've certainly found that with certain parts of my current work in progress. Going back to the editorial training comment, what I do is I take like three or four steps back from, you know, my plot or whatever chapter I wrote that feels weird. And I ask myself a few questions. One, what do the characters want? Is something in the scene impacting that goal? Two, is the scene moving the plot forward in some way, big or small? Three, is there tension? If not, how can I build it in? And four, what is the conflict? How does it feed back into either the character's goals, the set of rules for the world, or both? These are just some of the questions I ask when helping authors with their story development. So I think it's really natural for me to fall back on those tools and training that I have. See how so much more organized she is than me? It sounds kind of like what I said. 
but in a much clearer, precise way. Asking yourself if a scene really serves a purpose can do more than you'd expect. You might find yourself hung up on a scene that you really love, but unless it's showing character growth or furthering the plot, then it might be the reason you've stagnated. Without that forward propulsion in a scene, you can find yourself slowing down. You won't know where to go next because there's no logical launching point from a scene that offers nothing. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be cut completely. Save what you love about it and try to find points where those lines or interactions really drive home a point. There's one scene I wrote during NaNoWriMo several months ago uh, for my current work in progress. And while it does have really great tension and it's a joy for me to read it back to myself, I'm just going to say that. It does literally nothing for the plot. So I was very sad that I had to pull it out of my manuscript, but I tucked it into, um, I have like a scraps document because I might find a use for it later, just like you might find use for your own not plot related scenes. Even if you cut something, I always say store it in a separate folder or document because you never know when it might come in handy. And you can also go back and reread it and see how awesome of a writer you are. Exactly. So remember... Tension and conflict don't always have to be physical either. These components can take all sorts of forms, from a misunderstanding to unanswered questions. Explore your story to pick up all the threads of conflict and keep them running through the middle. This prevents it from sagging. Can you tell that my favorite metaphor for writing is weaving? I think that's because it just works so well. Writing really is about weaving in those different layers and that different information. But that's also part of why it's such a messy process. If you've been having a tough time getting through your own messy middle, you should have some ideas by now. I grabbed a sheet of paper and worked through my character's goals through some messy notes. I even jotted down what I thought they might do next. Messy notes are the best. I also really like to play the what-if game with my characters and my plot to see how I can better weave them together. I have... I found that giving your imagination permission to just kind of muck around and, of course, get messy, that's actually one of the most effective ways to clean up the middle of your story and stay on track. Another exercise that I've done has been what is this character's worst fear? Oh, I like that. It brings up some fun stuff. Yeah, I bet. That sounds like it'd be really good for um, tension and such. Because then you can immediately slap it into your story. Yeah, exactly. So... I hope this helped you right now. Next time, come and join us because we'll be talking about how you can work to critique partners and beta readers in your publishing journey. And if you want to keep up with us in the meantime, please follow us at our personal writing social accounts. I am at BTL Editorial all over social media, though I mostly hang out on Instagram and post pictures of my cats on my stories. And I'm at LC underscore Chesa. And I tend to be on Twitter. We're also available at Writer's Nook Pod on social media, both Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at podcast at btleditorial.com. We will see you next time. Bye. Thanks to Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music.